Oh, maybe louder. Okay. It didn't really come up. So then you're listening to the Butterfied Hour. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, that sounds like a faggot. Well, <laughs> that's all that's I can say. That's kind of feeling a bit maggot. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slay. Okay. Um, I'll get the... I've got to get that... Uh, you know, I'm trying to Entry from that. Because I'm trying to do that every mm-hmm. episode. Because there's a couple you can do. You can do, like, in the spirit of reconciliation... The, in brackets, organization acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. You say that one. Uh, that's, like, general. And then there's specific. Like, I begin today by acknowledging the, insert name of people here, uh, people, traditional custodians of the land on which we gather slash meet today. And then you can also say... Um, yeah, anyway, they're pretty similar, those are not to yeah. I'll just use this one. Uh, okay, well, okay, wait, we're starting, this is crazy. Oh my god. Wait, you're gonna see the intro in person, wow. Oh, yes. Oh my god, this is happening. Um, hello. <laughs> and welcome to... Yet another episode, yet another installment, four weeks past to the Bonafide Hour. Um, this week I've got Soul on the podcast. <laughs> We're just going to be discussing humour and non-humour, but before we get into the discussion, um, I would just like to do... Involved in the country, so um, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording the Bonafide Hour today, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. Um, I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today, and we are meeting on the land of the Yagara and Tohoba people. Um, it's very beautiful land in southeast Queensland. Um, so yeah, nice to acknowledge our history, very important. And we can move forward together. But we're gonna do the um, episode thing. Okay, so basically I just wanted to talk about... Um, I'm adding some water. <laughs> uh, about humour and non-humour. Purely because I feel like it's interesting sort of um, understanding the ways in which people utilize humor in their day-to-day life and like sort of questions around what do you find funny and what do you not find funny like um, what are yeah other sort of things surrounding humor like laughing as well like mm-hmm. as a communal and individual exercise 
Um, but yeah, so Sol is here. Yeah, I'm yeah Sol can introduce something. Hi, everybody. I'm Sol. <laughs> I consider myself, I feel like when discussing humor. Um, oh, no, do like introduction about yourself. Yeah, like, for those who don't know you. Okay, yeah, true. Then we'll get into this. Okay, well, I'm Sol. I'm 20 years old, living here on Yagara and Dribble Land. I've lived here in Mianjin since 2020. Which is honestly not that long, and for that I lived in Toowoomba, Toowoomba for eighteen years. You know, darling, dad represent, yeah. born and raised, yeah. love the DD. Um, I feel like I'm the funniest person like in the world, and that's like a very broad statement. I will say, like I'm incredibly vain, incredibly egotistical, and I just truly think that everything I say, like, is just very important. And yeah. I always like, I feel like that's such an important thing for me to say because I feel like it like very summarizes my personality before like. I talk to people because I think it's something that they need to understand first, is that, like, I'm just, like, really only talking for my own amusement, not yours, if that makes sense. And I feel like people forget that, and people think that, like, I'm trying to, like, um, talk to them, but I'm actually just talking to myself all the time, and you're just, like, witnessing. That's a vibe. Yeah, it's really what it is. I feel like sandwiching in conversations is, like, oh, I'm taking your information. Let me just talk now. Yeah. Like, it's just me talking. It's to the general, to the consensus. Beautiful. Oh, my God. So, that's such a... Interesting way. So you see yourself as a genuinely, like, you think you are, like, the funniest person? Like, I definitely, like, I laugh by myself all the time. Like, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say I'm one of the funniest people that I know. But that's because, like, what I find funny would be, like, relative towards, like, my own being. Mm. So therefore, like, I can find myself entertaining by just shifting what my perception of humor is mm. to suit what I want it to be and to suit my personality, if that makes sense. Yeah. I can just consider myself funny if I choose to. Yeah, okay. Very interesting. Right, so what kind of things do you find funny? I find um, a lot of, like, narcissistic yeah. jokes and, like, self-love, but also, like, a lot of, like, um, I feel like growing up, my sense of humor was very, like, based around, like, my relationship with, like, my dad and mm. my siblings, and it was just based off, like, talking shit, you know? Oh, so just, like, insulting each other and just, like, um, just talking, like, absolute trash all the time. It was such an interesting thing because I found so much, like, amusement and joy yeah. and entertainment within, like, telling my brother like he was an idiot like i was like this is the funniest thing to do is just to like fake fight right now and my mom hated it but like we were all just like this is just like lighthearted banter like banter is just like peak humor sometimes mm. like i think on like a general day banter is something that like i can always go for how do you always find humorous how do you develop banter i think it's through literally just like talking shit at people yeah. like removing like uh, being able to like insult someone but like without insulting them like Mm. So it's also, like, I think developing, like, not the thick skin, because I don't think you have to have thick skin to, like, be able to banter, but I think the banter which I do like to engage within does require, like, not, yeah, like, a bit of thick skin. Like, yeah. it's just, like, talking shit and understanding that, like, what we're saying, like, doesn't, it's not real. Like, mm. we're just, like, actually, it's, like, def drawing the line between, like, a regular conversation, but, like, this is, this, we are now considering this banter, so whatever I say is, like, therefore, like, satirical yeah. it's like comedic it's like just like choosing to enter like an energy like a zone of humor in that exact moment and therefore like everything that you say is like a performance it's the performance of comedy mm. and that's what i feel like banter is it's the performance of the moment of the interaction with the two people of understanding that it's like you're not just talking right now you're having banter you're performing you know i feel like we all perform in ways um 
when we're trying to ascertain what we find funny or what we don't find funny. Um, there are so many interesting things of like, um, when things are funny for a time and then they stop being funny. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a really interesting trend is like, and even like what a, made it funny in the first place, mm-hmm. like changes with the passage of time and like passage of societies and generations yeah. Like people find different things funny in different time periods for different reasons. Yeah. 100%. So it's like very interesting when some, or maybe even something that wasn't funny in the past, but now is funny. Yeah. And do I love that like, dynamic. I think saying that reminds me of something that recently I found so funny and it's like an old trend. I I feel like this is a relatively old trend and it's something that I've started doing like a lot this year and it's just randomly T-posing. Like, yeah, I like T-posing. And in my lounge room and it's just like T-pose when our roommates walk out of their bedrooms because I'm just like, hey, T-pose. That's in the same... um, sort of category as planking yes yes like that 2010 meme cringe core yeah 100 <laughs> no i feel like cringe core is such an interesting like form of humor because yeah. it's like overcoming the concept of like being embarrassed mm. which i feel to truly be funny like you have to get over you have to totally. get over like being able to make a fool of yourself because to make a joke it means like you have to be able to recognize people may not laugh Oh, which actually reminds me Mm. of a very interesting story about comedy. So it was back in high school and me and my friend were actually doing like, um, we were comparing for like our high school's dance and drama showcase. So it basically meant that like after every single performance, we would have to come on and do our own little skit and then introduce the next performance. So we had like the most amount of like pieces that we had to make and we wrote all of our own original stuff. And it was like, it was probably like 30 to 40 little skits that we had to do and like a big one at half time one at the beginning and one at the end to like round it out like we were like Mm. truly like the MCs of the night and no one laughed for the entire night oh like it was actually like a completely silent audience except for one person who we knew and he was just laughing like obnoxiously loud just to like fill up the space of the empty room so I feel like that's also sort of related to um and laughter yeah you know, like, yeah when you like can hear on shows like the sitcom laugh yeah the, the sitcom laugh but yeah. then there's always that one person in the audience that is noticeably louder than yeah. the others and they're like more consistent with their laugh yeah and you like get an ear for their laugh within the canned laughter yeah so it's like him talking obnoxiously loud like maybe he's just really internalized it's like sitcom maybe you watch a lot of sitcoms yeah you know, maybe maybe that's his like I feel like, yeah, I feel like that also ties into this idea of, like, um, expecting comedy. Like, rather than, like, someone being funny, like, you're going here and people are trying to be funny. When you're Mm. trying to be funny, like, actively and people are expecting you to be funny and there's, like, no engagement as well where it's just, like, you're just the performance. There's also, like, a weight on you that they're, like, of of expectations. Like, comedy, the best comedy comes out of nowhere. There's no expectations. You just feel it in the moment. Someone makes a good joke. You laugh. It's a memory. Yeah. Um, It's very ephemeral. Exactly. And you're constantly thinking of what you found funny in the past. Yes. And those fleeting, tiny moments then sort of, like you said, kind of creates a hill to down for people. Like, yes. You just latch onto it because it was like that one specific moment and it was so... And now, like, that's it. it. Yeah. That was like describably funny and that was it. And you're just like, everything is trying to emulate that. It momentary is. Momentary 
Beautiful. Ooh, do you have any Do you have any like perfect like I'm gonna die on this hill because this is just like peak comedy? Probably like the farting while twerking. Ah. Give me honest. Give me honest. It's just like because um Yana showed me this video, basically this TikTok, and Yana was on the Birkenstocks episode. <laughs> but um, she showed me this video. Oh, they showed me this video of like this guy on TikTok and he was talking about how much he loved to see girls farting while twerking and just experiencing it but it wasn't like an isolated TikTok there were multiple TikToks from this guy being so committed to it and I feel like that would be my hope done because I've just now spread it through my own social media people are like what is this but it's so funny it's just fun now like it's almost become like your own niche in its way like you've adapted this entire sense of humor bonacore it's bonacore really i I love that core has become such a Uh, trend yeah Yeah. i really do enjoy it i don't use it enough i definitely don't but that's because i think i just use the word vibe instead just to explain i'm like yeah that's just the vibe but what are some um words that you find funny oh was I? I think I find names quite funny. Mm. Like I find entertainment in people's names. Like um, especially like names that like make sense. Like I want to like chuckle at them. Like if your name is like a perfectly name, perfectly named name. Like I don't know if that kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like a perfect like one that like it just flows and it sounds flows. Yeah, people say that about my name sometimes. They're like. Bono Biri Boa. Just sounds like it's the bees. It's definitely like the bees. It it creates like a very like bass. And also like when you say it as well, like in your voice, like it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) People like people that look like their names, I find that like quite entertaining. Like Mm -hmm. like I like to give a good chuckle. Like like, they look like an Angelina. Yeah, like and like if your name is like the widest name in the world, like Mm -hmm. let's ah, let's make a really Oh, I don't want to like insult anyone that would be listening. Like, I don't yeah. want to name any of my yeah. friends or anything right now, which is like a problem. But like, um, like I feel like it's also people that have two first names. Yeah, it's such a common thing for white people too. Yeah, it's like James, Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I'm trying to think of one. Like, um, like Cameron Smith or something. Yeah, like that is just so like typical yeah no it's just like very entertaining because like it's like almost like fitting stereotypes are sometimes funny yeah stereotypes can be comedic when like done like appropriately and correctly which is like very like also where like a lot of like problems with humor comes into play i feel Mm -hmm. it's just like people like not under like putting in like any form of like social nuance into the joke like yeah you can make this joke but like should we make this joke? Like, what is, like, is there any more context than just, like, a, the joke being made right now? Yeah. Um, especially when it comes, like, fulfilling stereotypes as a joke. Because I feel like lately, like, I go on TikTok and I just see, like, stand-up sets all the time. I don't know why. Because I don't enjoy stand-up at all. Yeah, no, neither. Like, I'm just, yeah. like, quite... I don't know. I think it's because I'm too engaged. and I have the expectations of the comedy and therefore, like, it doesn't fulfill me. And, like, that's not the comedy that I seek. But, um, what was I saying? Uh, something about, um, well, I remember you saying how you like it when it had, like, talking about how it had context. Yeah. Like, the context of comedy. But then I was going to ask you because, briefly, it, we were talking about how, um, like, commentary is so fleeting. and uh, Not commentary, comedy is so fleeting and, like, in yeah. the moment. So then for it to have context... Like, does it have to always, um, 
be in the moment like can you have comedy without context and but like still be in the moment like not thinking about the broader context yeah but just actually sort of trying to engage with the comedy like um the purely for what it is like not so with the context surrounding it yeah, I, yeah. like can you do that as well? i think it's possible but um i think that's just like very situational as yeah. well like it's everything always comes with like this like left hand and right hand you know like uh, like the, there's two options and two ways which you can discuss it they're both right and that's mm. the problem is like you can and like i think you can engage with comedy without taking in the context and like what's of what's happening like just specifically like this is just comedy but it's just when you think like i think it's just like it really is just like up to the singular person to define whether or not that moment is like suitable for the mm. comedy to exist with that context or whether or not context is needed to be put into the comedy if that makes any sense yeah that makes, that's what yeah, i that think like sense. it's truly up to like the individual like we can like say like oh you should do this or you shouldn't do this within comedy but at the end of the day like what we should and shouldn't do is completely like a personal choice yeah like we choose our own morals and ethics mm-hmm. and within comedy that creates a lot of like gray lines and then, like it, comedy exists within this gray area a lot of time because like um especially like lately i think so much of comedy is just based around like just like um just, like a lot of depressing topics and it's just like making fun of those and it's just like examining the real world under like this microscope and just being like that's fucked up so what are we gonna do we're gonna laugh and it's like using like um some people like our own pain is like comedy which i think is like a very do you think that makes the world easier for people to move through i think it does like i think comedy is like necessary to like you have to be able to laugh Mm. at your problems sometimes otherwise they're just gonna stay your problems like there are some things in this world that, like, you can't do anything other than laugh at because you can't change it. Like, you either are going to have a problem or you're not. And the difference is whether or not you're ready to laugh at it or not. Like, if you've embarrassed yourself, you can either stay embarrassed or you can just keep telling the story. Right. Because I have, like, that's how I feel like I've gotten over, like, the concept of, like, being embarrassed mm, too often. Yeah, the concept of um, cringe core. Cringe core, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, oh, like, if I just, like, claim this as comedy now. Like, Fully. it's just, it's my comedy. Like, if I... I love doing that. I yeah. remember going to visit my friend Darcy in Melbourne and Darcy was on this language episode nice I did yeah, yeah. yeah that was super cool and then I was just being such a menace when I was there like just waving to people like random people on the street and then like they turned way back and Darcy's like stop that's so embarrassing and I was like I don't care like I'm here like I'm so unknown here like yes, I do whatever the thing. fuck I want and then create my own comedy yeah and we went to get falafels and <laughs> I was just like I was honestly just being so annoying at this point. They were like, falafels came out, and then I was like, oh, fuck yeah, like, so exciting, like, but like making sex sounds, like, oh, oh my yeah, God, yeah, like, the falafel, like, shut up. Yeah, I love doing that, like, making my own. Yeah, when there's no consequences of your action, you can, like, fully let loose of, like, this, like, inner child, and, like, inner child, like, yeah. having, like, fun is, like, Fun is like inherently comedy sometimes. Like, what's the dis- what? What would you say the distinction between just like having fun versus being comedic? Like, mm. do you think it's when you reflect on it and it's still funny that it's therefore comedy and not just having fun? I think it's having fun is like mm, recognizing that uh, it gives you pleasure in a like time that you're thinking about it, but then. I think comedy is like um, 
a sort of set notions of what is fun or what is funny. So then um, you kind of like build up an idea of like these things are funny, like these things aren't funny. And then like what is funny based on like fun experiences, like fun activities or like fun things or even like unfunny things that you do make um, fun or appear to be fun that becomes comedy I think comedy is like the framework around how we determine what is fun and what becomes okay. funny okay I think yeah. okay did that answer your question I feel like that was... I feel a little bit yeah. like I feel like I, I understand more of what you're saying like now obviously since yeah. you've said it like the before but like no, definitely not the whole picture not the whole thing yeah but Wait, repeat the question I feel like I missed like oh. the key I don't even remember the exact questions. We can move on. We can digress. We can digress. Yeah, we digress. Always, you know, as always. I love podcasting though. It's so fun. Like, you should definitely do it. I feel like you should. I think I should as well. Yeah, you deserve it. I deserve it. And I... I, It's it's so easy. Like, so... The only difficult thing is just getting people on. Yeah. Like, but consistently. But yeah, you could definitely... Like, once a week, you know, I just get busy. Yeah, (laughs) same fair. I don't do anything. But, no, I want to do it. Because I love the sound of my voice um, mentally. Mm. Like, I love to just, like, talk to myself. And I laugh all the time whenever I talk to myself. Yeah. Um, yeah okay, that's a good segue for the next segment. Yeah. So, laughing all the time while talking to yourself, I also do that. Yeah. But how would you describe your laugh? When I'm by myself? What do you think, yeah. When you're by yourself and when you're with people? I think... Um, I think laughs also have context. Yeah. Like, the way you're laughing is describing, like, what kind of, like, like, joy or, like, funny the situation is. Because I remember there was this one time I was with my, like, very good friend Liv and we were in a park and we were just, like, trying to, like, laugh with just, like, a straight face for, like, no reason. Just, like, at each other. And it was, like... Yeah, those truly, laughing like, groups. Yeah, laughing groups. Which I've heard about. My auntie went to one and she told me about it. Where, like, you just stand there and you just you laugh, laugh. And then eventually, yeah. like, from fake laughing, you start to real laugh. And that's basically what was happening. We were just watching each other, like, keep a straight face and, like, go, ha, ha, ha. And then, like, we couldn't breathe next second. It was just, like, that's truly, like, the most comedic thing. And, like, that laugh, it was, like, it was raw. It was, like, guttural. It was, yeah. Like, it was, like, almost, like, it wasn't, like, laughing. It was just, like, wheezing. You know, like, a, like a that's, like, yeah. I was truly, like, out of, like, air in my lungs. So to make it sound was, like, such a struggle. And, like, those laughs are, like, the most, like, fulfilling, I feel. Like, those laughs where you don't have control over your body anymore. Where, like, you, uh, like, you don't, you can't control, like, the kind of laugh that you're having. Those are, like, the fulfilling laughs which we need in life. But then, like, you know, you've got your laughs for just, like, the quick joke. Like, that was funny. Like, I can recognize that. But I'm not going to remember, like, that statement at all. It's, like, this, like, that's, like, the momentary fleeting humor that, like, I feel like traditionally funny people would have and it's like because you're always laughing around them but you don't like remember like what they're saying you just like associate them with the idea of like being fun and funny and it's because you know that you do laugh yeah interesting i feel like i would describe my laugh as very um identifiable but i mean everyone has a like a unique laugh that's native to them but i guess people just always saying like wow like i love like your laugh is just so like distinct i think that's what i was looking for yeah um but yeah i just love it it's so like wheezy sometimes but i feel like there's also tears to it like there's sort of the laugh when i do find something a little bit funny but i'm not compelled to fully like yeah to go to it. but i'll like chuckle a little bit <laughs> and there's so many different words for like different levels mm. of laughing too like yeah. 
chuckle and then i think giggle yeah the spectrum giggle and then maybe like go for is like oh yeah that's such a great word such at the end of the spectrum but you know when i want to go for bitch i'll go for yeah you know what i'm saying i just go for it with the laughs but well even talking about that it makes me think of like also like um the crowds of which like we're around and the way that that changes my life. Like, mm, I, yeah. if I'm, like, around solely, like, people of colour, I notice how violent laughing is. Mm. Like, it's just, like, um, hitting each other and running away. Like, it's just, like, oh, yeah. like, you just slap each other suddenly on, like, the leg and then, like, you just jump away. It's, like, a lot of, like, um, physical contact. Mm. It's, like, physical embodiment of, like, um, laughter. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, tying those together. But, like, I feel like in more, like, wide spaces it's just like laughing like it's just like just the vocal projection of it where do you think that physicality comes from i feel like that's just like i don't know maybe i'm just like biased but i feel like just people of color just like live much more like vibrant like that's mm-hmm. like like that's always like a very like um interesting conversation to have so yeah. that but like i feel like people of color do like inherently live like much like more violent vibrant mm-hmm. lifestyles and even like queer people as well like live like a certain like and it's because, like, obviously, like, it comes with the idea of, like, you know, more pain com- and suffering, therefore, like, comes, like, the ability to recognize more forms of, like, joy and, like, mm. love. Because, like, the spectrum broadens on both both ways. Like, you can value ha- your happiness more if yeah. you're, like, not always happy because, you know, colonization, trauma, yeah. that, like, the bad stuff. But, um, like, that therefore means that, like, when you laugh, like, you laugh with, like, your body and you laugh with, like, your soul because, like, it's all you have. I, that's like, which I think yeah. is really interesting with your bonnet and your soul yeah <laughs> <laughs> and your soul really? that should be a saying you should like mm. let loose with your bonnet and your soul yeah. shake it out yeah it's it's exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting for your radio show it's gonna be a vibe yeah, it's, gonna be it's gonna be very good I need to like mix it Close a couple more times. What are you? Are you I'm pretty play? sure I'm gonna actually. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. So, a fan girl in the studio. <laughs> I was literally that was like I went in for um, Rowan's show last week. Oh yeah, I think he messaged me, but I was busy. Yeah, he did. He was. I feel me. like I love Rowan's like laugh or comedic energy. There's yeah. something about it. It's yeah. so. Um, <laughs> it's really like um. It's very, like, humbled and assured, yeah. in a way. I think, personally. It's succinct. It's to the point. Yes. No bullshit. But also, like, still, like, fierce. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's slay love. Yeah, it's yeah. a Yasin slay kind of <laughs> And, like, in a good Yasin slay way. Mm. Uh, and it's also interesting, I was thinking about, like, humor and, like, um, the way in which, like, we use, like, terms for, like, comedic points. Like, Yasin slay. Yeah. And it's also about, like, this idea of just, like, how, like, what is the reason of why we're saying this and how does that therefore like make it comedic to us and some to others in completely different contexts mm. and i was thinking like i never said yas and slay until like three weeks ago probably really like, slay kind of gay <laughs> and the reason was because like i feel like yas and slay recently has come back up after like i feel like it was a thing years ago but it was very like a white gay man yeah. kind of like expectation it was like a stereotype but then it was like reclaiming the stereotype and like doing it like kind of almost ironically okay. and then also like bringing it back to like where like the words came from which is like obviously being these like you know like transplant culture like black culture in general mm. and then like being like after it's been like appropriated by the white gays and then it's just like reappropriating from the white gays into like a larger like Queer BIPOC community, I think. Mm. Being like, I think that's part and parcel of the whole Slayer agenda. Yeah. Thing. It's <laughs> like, you know, 
queer um, terminology and lingo from like POC queer people have been sort of apprehended by the main populace of like predominantly um, Anglo Australian people and like because it's been so commodified so then it's just in the mainstream now yeah and then yeah people sort of like say slay or, or like honey I feel yeah like, um, like I don't know um I wouldn't I, I don't think I would ever say hunty no, like it's not, so. it's not giving it's, it's not it's funny not giving. but I feel like it's giving it's if, giving like, if it's you're giving. like if it's like if it's giving from like a person like yeah. it's like very like I, if somebody says hunty to me and like they pulled it off like they pull it off like you if you say it like you have to say it with your chest like it's like gotta be like with your body and mm-hmm. with yourself yeah which is with your bonnet and yourself exactly. anyways exactly <laughs> what are some things would you say you don't find funny it's the vibe um, well, I mean, at least stand up. Like, stand up, mm. obviously, being like the worst. Ah, oh, what don't I find funny? I, I feel like I try, I, I try, I think, at least to find people funny mm. and like give them the benefit of yeah, the doubt. Yeah, that's so true. But I really just like am constantly let down by like men. Yeah. I think men aren't as funny as they think they are. Mm. And I think that's really the statement. Yeah, where did I come from, do you think? I think it also just comes with the fact that, like, it's, like, the main, like, um, if it's the main voice you hear, like, you kind of get desensitized to that form of comedy. Like, it's, like, not mm. fresh anymore. Like, mm. comedy can be, like, a trend. Like, you can trend within comedy. It's, like, what styles of comedy are, like, trending right now. And it's, like, it really isn't for men right now. Like, I don't yeah. there's, like, a single man, but including men of color, that, like, I want to, like, really hear the comedy from, like, um... And like a stand-up show, like or even like any like platforming someone as like a comedian in a mm. sense, like they are funny. Like I feel like the best forms of comedy, comedy coming out right now, like specifically from women of color within television, mm. like making like the best and like most like intense like comedy shows. But like I don't know. And I love that. Like they have so much more sort of unfounded comedy that sort of goes back to that whole momentary ephemeral thing. Yeah. Like, feel like oh humor of um more POC women I guess is more sort of like yeah in the moment because it's not as widely heard constantly yeah so there's not many reference points for people to be like oh I've seen this uh queer this many like queer POC women on stage in comedy so like this is sort of what the general humor could be like yeah but then comparing it with males like you said you know they're always They've always got a voice in comedy. Exactly. Not as many women, so and queer PSC women too, I guess. Um, so yeah, that is an interesting dynamic. I feel like what I don't find funny, it's probably like hmm, I feel like people mispronouncing my name. Like mm. that's just like but then people like kind of Wait, some people like, find it funny. Do you mean people saying it? incorrectly as a joke or people just laughing at people's incorrect oh like I, I guess all of it really yeah everything guess, about it yeah kind of very like they're both problematic for different reasons yeah. but also they're just like frustratingly annoying and yeah it, but to me it's like such a simple name yeah like, exactly. it's literally four letters and it you have to just pronounce every time yeah as bona and i'm like <laughs> no right <laughs> and it's like but then people laughing at it and I'm like, yeah, it's funny, but then I'm also like This is my name. Yeah, it's my name. I think that's such an interesting thing of like um that people don't think about um it's like your name is actually like your identity and like in a lot of POC cultures like like your name, like be having an ethnic name is so much more than like a name. It carries like 
weight mm. it carries like the weight of like your identity as well like they're, they're tied together it's like yeah. people disrespect them it's like it's not funny like you're just actually it's just disrespectful like yeah. comedy that's disrespectful which is just like this straight disrespectful to a singular person and then they're like but it's like funny the, uh, chris rock moment chris rock are the oscars oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 like it's like Oh, that was actually wild. Yeah, I think. right. Like ugh. the saga. Like the entire. Yeah, what camp were you in? What do you think? I was. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I, was, oh, like, I actually. This is actually quite interesting because yeah. I was so like this was like a final straw for me. Uh-huh. I've been saying that I wish that Will Smith would like never speak again mm. for over about a year now. Like way before this entire incident, I was just sick of it. I was sick of. The fact that Will Smith had this amazing privilege when he had his entire private life completely under wraps. And he lives, like, massively within the public eye. And then suddenly, both him and Jada have decided, you know what, like, let's just spill our business. Like, they act, that's, it's quite an entitled and privileged thing, I think, to do. To willingly, like, just give, um, like, private information about yourself to the Mm. press and, like, go viral for it and take up so much space online and, and, like, on media and, like, in people's minds and stuff when you have the option to, like, live a peaceful life, which, like, Mm. isn't firstly, like, afforded to, like, a lot of other celebrities, but also just, like, a lot of people in general. Like, your privacy is, like, going to be, like, blasted online, but, like, you've actually, like... You've actively gone... And shared your business for, like... And, like, for no one's betterment. Like, this doesn't, like... Like, I, like no one, neither you, nor me, nor August, like, are better for this. Like, no one... All you've done is just open up yourself for criticism with the intent of, like, attention. Yeah. And I was just like... but So I've been saying cancel... Well, not cancel Will Smith, because I don't believe in canceling people, because that's so dumb. Yeah, so it's like, so unproductive. It's, it's like, we can, like, do more than this. Like, yeah. at least, like, make them pay reparation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, the whole thing with, like, cancelling. Uh, and, you know, you can cancel someone, but ultimately, like, are they going to change? You yeah, know, exactly. still be the same. So, like, instead of cancelling them, why don't you just get them to do better? Yeah, like, just, like, like just, like, make them do stuff. Just yeah. be like, Will. Like, why can't we as a collective be like, Will? Right. Go to your room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no phone for two days. Like, yeah. please. Like, someone take away Will Smith's phone. Literally. But so, yeah, when the entire thing happened, I was just like, I was anti-everyone. I was anti-everyone in the situation. Um, yeah, I think Zach Fox had a really good um, digest about it, saying Fox. that, um, you know, everyone's so concerned of, like, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock on stage, but, you know, one rich man slapped another rich man, and then they both left richer. Like, what are we talking about? Yes! Like, you know, this is such a pivotal thing that, like, ultimately the entire operation of the Oscars is so just playing to the, the like, you know, yeah. they, they all get the rhinos, or, like, the sun suits, and then they all, like, gather and shit, but then they all make so much money off of it, so really it's such a, um, insidious thing, like, maybe it could have been planned, I don't know, but maybe even if it wasn't planned, it's, like, just the fact of it happening showcases the society that we live in and what we yeah. Of valuing and like you know we found it funny in the moment I guess like some people might have found it. yeah was funny. like you I funny. like, like I saw it and I was like yeah. oh, like it's the bewilderment yeah I was just like wow like, Ooh, that. like damn you really had to do this like right now like right. I, my first thought was like yeah no Smith. I found that funny like yeah. just the whole like the situation because there's so much backstory to it as well like same idea as like you know Kanye and Taylor like when that happened like you know Kanye goes up and he's like I'm sorry but you know Beyonce had the best album oh yeah 
like that's like it was like such a moment because there was so much history like even from there there's still so much like history between those two that make every interaction like you're just like bewilderment is just like something to laugh at yeah. which is there for like again just like another form of humor it's just like the shock value of like like knowing so much of the context of the story like like each of the moments individually like are just moments but together it's a narrative and i think so much comedy is tied towards like the narrative the yeah. backstory it's like well like this isn't just like a comment now like this like it's referencing and it's pulling through all totally. this other like information that like you've synthesized and it's like to get this perfect moment which mm-hmm. like all you can do at like this is just laugh totally. and that's I, just like chaos as well though i realize yeah comedy is such a um thing of relating the structures of what you find fun or what you find funny or what you don't find funny and then attaching all of the like employing all the systems of language to do so like the delivery of it like the punchline is also a really important thing yeah. with jokes i feel like sometimes the punchline doesn't it don't be hitting yeah but i still say the joke anyway yeah and i feel like the absence of a punchline is also comedic in itself yeah because it's like um self-referential in a way that like yes i realize that most jokes require a punchline but i'm not going to include one so i'm referencing my my own idea of what i know to be funny and then like inflecting that interesting that's very interesting it's very like comedy is like so there's so much like that you do like instinctually to create like the joke and it's when you unpack it that you like can understand like like who you as like a comedian therefore would be or even like the way in which you communicate and how that's like um how you tie that with it like being like a funny person maybe like how much of like your engagements is like joking or like making people laugh within like an everyday conversation even though like if what you're saying like it's just words but people yeah. just laugh it's yeah just like, right. but like why are people laughing and it's like because like that's just it it's like they're just laughing like because that's just how the conversation is going i guess because mm. there's so much like um like forms communication which like you've like learned and like unlearned to create the way in which you speak and sometimes it's just funny some mm-hmm. people just be like talking quite funnily what really? they say like, people just have like naturally like comedic energy for real would you say would, would you say that i'm a funny person from your perspective because I'm always curious to know. I, I don't see myself as a funny person. Well, I've been thinking a lot about the difference between, like, um, entertaining versus, like, funny. Yeah. Because, like, I laugh at entertainment. Because, like, I'm entertained. Yeah. Like, I'm joyous, and so I laugh. But, like, um, I would say you're an entertaining person. 100%. And, therefore, through that, you are funny. Mm-hmm. Because when you, like, you... Because you are entertaining, and when you are an entertaining person, and you make a joke you're like still performing like you're still entertaining so like the joke is inherently entertaining because yeah. you as a person are entertaining so the joke lands if that makes sense yes that makes sense okay cool good description i like that that's what i would think like i think like being entertaining ties into being funny mm. and some people are funny but they're not entertaining yeah and but if you're entertaining then you're funny yeah if you're entertaining you are funny but if you're funny you're not that doesn't necessarily mean you are it's one it's not a two-way yeah what can okay, you would you say that I'm funny? Mm, no, I would say entertaining. Oh, think, yeah. Yeah. I think there's sort of an energy where it's sort of... I think what makes you entertaining is, like, the atmosphere and like, <laughs> the aura, I guess. Uh, like, you know, like, what to um, expect is, like, just sort of, um, like, I don't know. 
ethereal like humor ethereal comedic value i think for the things you say because it's always so like consistent <laughs> i feel like so thank that you people know like what to expect but then they also realize that like it's not just the isolated jokes or the delivery yeah. like it's the entire like the embodying like your humor and like yeah. finding it somebody funny. somebody told me once that they um they found me entertaining because they expected me to be like um someone who does something that they don't expect mm. they expected to not expect what i was going to do oh. like they would enter like for example like i find a very um entertaining thing to do like a very comedic performance is like instagram stories like instagram stories are like so fun yeah. to make like i absolutely love making them and like i used to put so much like thought i into, love like, entertaining and, comedic. Stories, yeah. and i think it's like should be so much more valued than like an instagram post because you actually just have 24 hours right. like the content just lasts it's even more ephemeral than like the idea of like just continuously scrolling yeah because the content was always there but with a story it's 24 hours like it's such an ephemeral moment so to post true, something yeah. and people um don't expect entertainment I feel through stories so I try to sometimes post something that's just like intriguing and it's comedic and it's shocking the hot takes exactly it's the hot takes and I think and she was saying like um she doesn't because she um yeah has no clue what I'm going to do yeah she always enters it with the most open of minds it's like I'm I'm, I know that I'm not gonna know what's happening which is like therefore like an assurance like you know what you're expecting and I, I found that very interesting statement like, mm-hmm. when I was like also perceiving myself I was like am I expected to be someone who was like doing just random shit but like when you see it you're like yeah but like that's so like you're not even shocked but but it's still like a shocking thing yeah. if that makes sense when you expect to be shocked are you going to be shocked mm, that's very interesting I feel like I'm sometimes I'm yeah I know that I'm going to be shocked but I think knowing is yeah well it's part of the expectation is knowing mm-hmm. i guess it's like a build-up yeah then i'm gonna be shocked but then like i love the sort of underlying like comedy of that like realizing that yes i'm going to be shocked and i know that i'm going to be shocked so then i expect it more and then it just builds up more and then i find that funny yeah before even saying some something yeah I feel like there's what embodies that so well is just so many like memes. Yeah, 100%. Like there's such a buildup over time. And it goes back to that whole like ephemeral thing we're talking about because like memes only rely on the fact that we all collectively agree like, yes, this is fun. Yeah. And, but yeah, making like um, attaching images or uh, videos or like, referencing certain cultural things or like how memes will be like self-referential they'll like reference a prior meme but then people will change the text or something yeah so have the image but then there's like like your meme you're making a meme about memes yeah and then that is just like inception shit exactly it's like actually like the layers of like current human trends especially through like these social media social media humor it is like you actually have to have so much understanding. Yeah. Um, you have to like know it entirely. So like, much complex like, communication yeah. as well. Like you know, like um, I feel like especially recently with like the internet, the way the the levels of like evolution that like language has done has just like 
in my, I like have no clue. I have no statistics on this, but like I would say, like it, it would have grown like so tremendously. And Definitely, because, like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's a completely new like space which has been like invented, mm-hmm. where like everyone can access it, and we have there's like a completely new like there's culture which has its own inherent like so many subcultures, which is like just like it's just not seen before. So therefore, it's like creating so many different like, forms of like. Like, and like you can tell so many forms of like language barriers and do communication yeah. on the internet. Like, right, you, like I don't get this meme, but then yes. someone has to do the work of explaining it to you. Or if they don't do the work of explaining it to you, it's like if someone has just said a word that you don't know the meaning of, and then you ask them what's the meaning of the word, and then they just keep talking. Yeah. So you haven't actually understood the context of what they're saying. Yeah. And so people will do that with memes. Sometimes they just like won't explain it, or they'll be like, "Oh, go search for yourself, and you forget about it." Yeah. But then it gets referenced later, and you're like, "Fuck, I still don't know what you're talking about." I feel like for me, yeah. with a lot of those kind of memes, like I just eventually contextualize it. It's about like yeah. eventually building like, "Oh, that happened here," and like this was referencing this. Like it's building on like the common threads to create a context around it, and that's when you develop a relationship with it. It's because it's through like each time that the meme is referenced and then like like oh like you understand when you would use that meme because yeah. it's like it was in these moments and i have this common thread so this is like now like i'll throw out the meme see if it sticks and then if it does like you understand the meme so the best cool. way to understand if you understand a meme is to reference it yeah i love that they are so um uh like situational yeah the time like you need to know like what it's for and when yeah but and they're so contextual but then at the same time, like the more prolific they become, the less contextual they are because they lose all the context because so many different people interpret them in so many different ways. Yeah. And I just think that like over repetition of the meme decontextualizes it. Yeah. Eventually. I kind of understand that. Yeah. Like once you know what I mean. Once something is like it's completely in the masses. It's yeah. like it has no like meaning to like a specific thing. It's Believe. just like a general meaning. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Birkenstocks. There's such yeah. a meme. There's such a prolific societal meme because they're just sort of. I think like there was a time when they were just so utterly like funny. Like, oh, who would wear that, right? But then now, because everyone's wearing them, <laughs> it's such like a decontextualized thing. Like Birkenstocks have no context with people because they're so ubiquitous. Yeah, 100%. at this point. So it's the same with memes. Like you see on the internet, like once so many people, under like have seen this or experienced this meme, then it lacks the original context in which it was first created. Yeah, or like the context is just completely. Yeah, and it's just it's definitely an interesting evolution. Like to like backtrack through it and just like see like where like the human came from the way it like developed specifically for like that specific crowd Ooh. like i want to go i want to go to a stand-up gig in the 80s um no maybe not the, what yeah in the 80s i feel like there'd be a lot of yeah jokes or like yeah. more race more like casual racism i feel like if or, was it casual you, that's the thing like let's say like if now, you if you but, went back in time to the like you know exactly what you're expecting yeah. so therefore like if you went to a comedy show could you laugh because mm-hmm. like you can't expect like you can't hold them to the standard that you would hold set people now and it's because like them is it's, it's a different time and like you can't you can judge you can yeah. forever judge and you have the complete right but like would you be able to laugh at them making those jokes in the 80s and would it be just laughing at them like i feel like i could laugh at an 80s comedy set but it would be understanding that, like, you have no power over that entire set. Like, now, in, in context, like, when 
the, like um like a racial like a racist joke is made like it's actually like you do have you believe like be like yo like like no mm-hmm. but, like in the eighties like it's like, you have no power there you have yeah. no power to go back and change if you're there for just the comedy set specifically I mean I guess you could heckle but that's true you could I would I <laughs> would then I feel like that could change the flow of history like exactly. the whole butterfly effect shit yeah like, um. Bono laughed at the thing and then some, it made someone realize like, wow, why are we laughing? And then, like, you know, they talk to their friend about like, hey, why are we laughing at this? Or why are Maybe we laughing you'd, at you'd this? Maybe you'd create like a new form of humor. Yeah, and then like, then it could change like the culture and humor of the 80s, which could like have other phone effects or yeah. whatever. But I feel like I like that thing that you're talking about, about like when you're in the sort of comedy show, like you can't. Like, you know that, like, it might be problematic or, yeah. like, for whatever reason, but then, like, they will still find it funny. So we have hindsight because we sort of have understood through history what the 80s was like, I guess. Yeah. Or unless, you know, you lived in that time, like, you are an older person, then, like, you would know personally. But then, for people in the 80s, they're not clairvoyant. Like, they don't know yeah. what is happening or like what is actually funny in the future yeah they can only base it off their current time but they can also like maybe look back to the 70s and 60s yeah and if they were in that similar position then like there would be also things that they wouldn't find funny but someone in the 60s or 80s couldn't possibly look forward and think like this is what's going to be funny yeah and the 80s or this is what we're going to accept and this is what we're not going to accept yeah so you can be high you can have hindsight in terms of comedy and recognize that yes um based on past experiences and history this is what's funny for this particular time but you can't look ahead and forecast yeah what is going to be funny or accepted do you think we as like a, like comedy right now in 2022 do you think we are looking into the past and recognizing what was wrong with comedy that has happened within recent years and we're taking that on board to change comedy or do you think we're still just being like well this is now we can't think of the future like do you think we're still like broaching that I like do you think we're just living in the moment for comedy or do you think we're trying to grow a good society with comedy uh, yeah no because I feel, like, I feel like all comedy goes bad after a certain period of Eventually. time. Like, you look back on, like, everything that was, like, mainstream comedy, like, maybe, like, like comedians, like, big-time comedians, yeah, yeah. like, that have just been, like, completely, like, this, they, you're not funny. You're like, Dave Chappelle. I was gonna say yeah, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Like, Dave Chappelle. Um, like, that was just, like... It ugh. was so bad. Like, but, like, 10 years ago? Yeah. 15 years ago, and it's Dave like, Chappelle. And the fact that it took 15 years right. to, like, recognise that, like, that comedy set was bad, yeah. and it's, like, holding people accountable for, like, in 15 years it's like the times have changed and like if you weren't held accountable well i'm not saying he shouldn't have been held accountable he should have been held accountable i loved everybody being like fuck you Dave Chappelle. It, was, really? it was entertaining um it was correct but like it's just like are we now like are the comedians now that we're like like you know they're the funny people in 15 years we don't just look back on them and look at the like internet trends now and be like that was just disrespectful because mm. i feel like i i think about that a lot about like what is that what we consider um, not okay now, um, like when will that eventually become um, problematic? Yeah. You know, like um, for this is actually one thing that I'm very interested in. Like, I don't know what my opinion is, but like so far, I would say I'm not exact. I wouldn't say I'm anti furries. Not that. 
I'm not anti-furries, but I'm not necessarily pro-furries. Like I will yeah. say, like I yeah. What's the what's the um, rationale? Like probably I, <laughs> I'm more towards like, anti-furry, but it's just like, well, like I feel like you know it's gonna come a time in like ten years where it's gonna be like. No, fairies are like mainstream, like you know, yeah. like they're like they're part of the LGBT, and it's gonna be you like. You think fairies are cringe core right now or no? I think fairies are almost like beyond cringe core. Like yeah, they have transcended. Like, they've transcended cringe core. Like they've created their own thing because it's not just about cringe. Like a lot of like, um, like I, when I think of fairies, like I think about like fairies in like a sexual way, like inherently. Like, yeah. Like, that's like what. But, like, I also don't know. I'm not part of that community. But also, like, how long is it going to be until, like, I'm ignorant from not understanding Mm. fairy culture? And how long is it until jokes that I may make? And, like, very, like, oh, that's, like, so funny. But, like, it's, like, a joke. But, like, when will that be, like, a problematic joke? And will that become a problematic joke? Like, what what is it that we are considering okay now to say, but is going to be problematic? And Mm. what to be, like, how do we, like, reflect? And how do we, like, grow from that? Because we always hold ourselves, like, accountable for, like, our past actions without thinking about like like it's actually was like was it you or was it society and like did you change with society as well or like how did that happen you know it's like talking about that like being open to that as well which is the only way yeah to go through I think um at the moment I feel as though we are growing with society or at least trying to grow I feel like if you have um an idea of what should be funny and what shouldn't be funny based on, I guess, past experience and morals, then you can also create comedy in the present and, re- and grow with society in terms of recognizing uh, your past experience and basing your humor on your morals. But yeah, I think making um, comedy in the present makes it difficult, I guess, to really grow with society because mm. you're not really yeah like you're so in the present moment that you're not appreciating what has happened in the past and basing like helping that to inform your humor too um yeah but then i guess you can't also make forecasts but i would say probably going with society right. yeah, I yeah. that's something i like, i want to make sure that i do yeah. like i want to like i want to grow i don't wanna, like stagnate you mm. like the conservative old time like the idea of like one day becoming conservative, I find yeah, so right. Like yeah. you get to a point and you're like, okay, I've experienced, well, you could say I've experienced enough stuff, and so therefore, I'm going to conserve the lived experience and knowledge that I've gathered, yeah, and not push for change or be progressive. Yeah, it's not a thing with that just comes with age. It's more so a character thing, I believe. Yeah. But it's definitely very typical of age for someone who's older to be conservative. Um, and have, yeah, things that they want to conserve is like, this is the way to do things. Or like, this is the boundaries of what I find funny. And I'm not going to change those boundaries to maybe be more in line with how society currently is. I'll just stick to what I know. Yeah. So then in a way, like your concept of what is funny and what isn't funny becomes a relic in that sense you like it it just gets stuck in time i guess oh shit yeah i like that idea i like that idea of getting like, stuck in time probably within like a specific moment and then like, you just have to learn it with fully fully well do you are there any jokes at the moment that you're using or like noticing i went on like a couple month 
binge of just continuously requesting people play. What was it? Oh, it was that song. I've done it in a while, but it was, you know, um, it's not like extremely just like, oh, Tame Impala. Oh, yeah. <laughs> requesting Tame Impala, like whenever people like Spotify. Um, when it was sort of was connected, it'd just be like, hey, like, can I like request a song? It's super underground band. Because it was like a meme. It was just like, I just found it so entertaining for me yeah. to say. It was just like, super underground band. Like, can you play Tame Impala? Unless I know the better, like, and like you probably never heard of it, like just sticking to the bit, yeah, and just like doing it like multiple times within like a day, like to the same people, just all the time. That'd be like, so what do you want? Like, oh, do you have anything you want to play? And I'd be like, ah, same color. Like, it's like sticking and like committing to a bit is such like a big part mm. of the humor. Like making um a joke, your identity is like. Yeah. And I think that's sort of thing we were saying about before. Just, about farting one for Farting one for Like sticking with it. Yeah. Like stick with it and it will be funny. And that's only if you're entertaining. Though. Fully. Yeah. Well, that's sort of how I feel about the term Perth Angeles. You know, mm. people laughed it off and they're like, oh, that's not ever going to be a thing. Like, that's stupid. Or yeah. Whatever. But I'm like, realistically, when you think about it, the only reason that Bridge Vegas is even like a term now that has become a mainstream comedic thing is because Barack Obama said it when he came to Australia, I think, in, like, oh, 2014 shit. or something. I didn't know that. And he called right. Brisbane, Bris Vegas, and that's where it came from. Yeah. So, for me to say Perth Angeles is just, like, ex- like expanding on that theme oh, that, like, of, narrative. like, Americanizing Australian cities yeah. in terms of just the name. Yeah, well, didn't you say it? Because it's funny. Like, I want it, like, it's... I feel like I love engaging with this concept of irony and... Yeah. Like, realizing that like i'm saying Perth angeles because i think like the concept of americanizing australian places is funny because we're not in america yeah <laughs> like ultimately it's like westernizing like, then, westernizing for comedy fully but then people get so like um into it and they're like no but the city in america that you're talking about has to be completely and utterly reflective of the australian city that you're and inflecting like, the name for and no, it's like no i'm doing it for the narrative Fully. not so much for like the context of the narrative yeah. like it's like sometimes the driving point of like the storyline is like what we like what i do for like the comedy I'm yeah like, this narrative is funny and therefore like i'm gonna do it like it doesn't have to make sense but mm-hmm. like the narrative itself is still like something that i can enjoy and i can laugh at so therefore like i might as well stick to the bit totally stick to it. yeah, yeah stick to like, the bit. i cannot tell you if i've ever listened to tame impala but like i do know that one song yeah. and that it exists and that i want it to be played at every single party that i'm at what yeah. can i say okay, yeah. and yeah, yeah that's a kevin parker <laughs> who kevin parker is the lead oh guy. look see, i don't know oh, i actually know. don't even know anything about tame impala. kp Oh, KP, go King, go King. Thank you so much for the work that you have done for society. Oh, I know, right? It's not something I've done. Who's in Perth? Oh, wait, love that. In Perth Angels? Yeah, Perth Angels. Perth Angels. Perth Angels? Perth Angels. What are the sounds? So there's Perth Perth Angels. Yeah, so Perth Angels, Bridge Vegas, Mel York. Mel York. Mel York. Sid Francisco. I feel like San Francisco, but like they both have a huge harbor, mm. like both just utterly expensive. But I feel like Sydney was a hard one to think of like a name change. And then Adelaide, I haven't thought of one yet. I'm still working on it. Mm. Darwin, I came up with um, Darwiniapolis. Oh, that's really good. I, I love, I really I like, love like how so many American cities like have that opolis. Yeah. Like, in Minneapolis, like the suffix which means yeah, the like suffix. the size of the town. Yeah, it's I think, like I think Ville. I think Polis is like a 
Um, that means city in Latin or something. Okay. Something like that. So maybe that's where it comes from. But yeah, so Darwinopolis, New York, Perth Angeles, Bris Vegas. Um Hobart. Hobart. I haven't thought of one. What do you think? Yeah, I'm still working on it. Hobart. What is the Hobart of America? What's the Tasmania of America? Because isn't it um oh, Queensland is Houston, Brisbane is Houston, Texas, yeah. realistically. But it like, is. Bris Vegas because Obama. Yeah. Um, but like, what's like the, like... Mm, I reckon the Hobart of America is like... Florida? No, too warm. Florida's like North mm. Queensland vibes. I like one of but I feel like people-wise, like what we, like the way in which we stereotype Tasmania yeah, would be like similar to the way in which they would stereotype Florida. It's like the very like... Not swamp people, but like, like <laughs> swampy people. Swampy, yeah. Like swampy I guess people. You could say that. Like, you know, Tasmania, rather than being like swampy, being like mountainy. Mm. But like mountainy swamp people. Like just swampy people that live in mountains. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. But I don't know all the capital names. Yeah, not a why. I don't know. Is Florida the state? Florida is the state. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about America. That's like I'm actively like curious to like ingest it. Yeah. Because I, I don't care. Like, it's I don't just funny. It is. It's just like I just like American like making fun of America. Yeah, because it's so cringecore. Yeah, I America is cringecore. Shit. Yeah, it is. I just can't with Americans sometimes. I'm like, okay, any American people listening, it's fine, whatever. Yeah. But, like sometimes the accent, I just. Oh, um, yeah. I can't. I listen but to it. I love, like, like, repeating it or trying to do an impression of it. I've been working on, like, the regional differences, too. I feel like there's the sort of Californian accent where there's, so- there's sort of, like, always going up and, like, questioning things at the end. Always going And, like, they always, like, sort of kind of think they know where they're leading, but then they always have... Like uh, it upwards into intonation. Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, that's really I mean, good. I think I, I just based it off Kardashian though. Oh, so yeah. fair, so fair. But then I feel like you know, if you were in New York, like you sort of drop your R's and you do your thing, and you're sort of a bit more on the beat. You know, you you you're busy, you don't have time. You gotta go see your mother. You know, those like sorts of things I love. Just like one thing about acting, yeah. <laughs> and this was actually a really funny story, and it's making fun of like a situation which is out of your control, and like being able to just like laugh. Like, some, because after yeah. you do, sometimes you have to laugh. Sure. And it was, um, one time, somebody said to me, they were like, um, oh my god, like, I love your accent. Like, it's such an mm-hmm. interesting accent. Like, um, like, what, like, where did it come, like, how, like, like, what? Basically, I was like, what ethnicity, uh-huh. basically, uh-huh. are you? And I looked at them, and it's like, I know what no, you're trying to, was like, your mum born? Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, I understood what it was that they were okay. asking. But I, I was, immediately, my first thought was, like, my parents, like, grew up here in Australia mm. and like they don't have accents and this isn't an accent this is actually a childhood speech impediment and oh. being able to laugh at that and being like that's so funny that somebody just talks about my accent so that's like what true humor is it's just being able to like laugh at everything totally. because take no damage just laugh and then you can live your life that's what you have to do sometimes beautiful beautiful point to end on yes just laugh Amazing. laugh at you the love. live laugh love live laugh love <laughs> L-O-V-E <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, my absolute pleasure. Lost coming on and having a little chuckle. Yeah, absolutely. Salt's going to start his own podcast. Yeah, it's going to happen. It has to happen. Come in and listen to me. I don't know. Something about um, being narcissistic. (laughs) I don't know. I'm keen to listen. I just think I only want to talk about myself. Like, I would love to listen to a personal diary. Yeah, sure. Personal diary in a way. Basically, but just have yeah. it be like, this is what I've been up to this week. Please. And listen to my thoughts. Yeah.